I'm here live at MozFest with Mirko Lawrence. Hi. Hi. How are you today? Uh, good. Uh, nice weekend. Did you see some events and some uh, uh, discussions? Yeah, it's interesting from, from my perspective because this is the intersection of a more technical crowd with uh, some journalistic minds that are looking into data, yeah. Yeah, so you're most interested in this open source journalism uh, aspect of the MozFest or are you working on different projects right now? No, you know, one field is enough. If it's getting beyond that point, uh, we're getting sidetracked. Fair enough. Um, are you looking forward to something today? The keynotes are up next. Um, yeah, obviously, but uh, I mean, actually, up to this point, it's nice to... This year is much more technically driven. If I come from the journalistic events, um, uh, a lot of the talk here would be like talking in tongues, like people wouldn't understand what it's all about. Yep. And I kind of like the positive force here because people mm -hmm. are not, uh, it's natural for them to play around with code and tech. and right. So it's good for me, yeah. Cool. So what are you personally working on? Um, well, I'm invited here to meet some people mm -hmm. and get deeper to the technical side of things, which is really nice. Yes. And yeah, otherwise, uh, we're trying to push DataWrapper to the next uh, level, the project we're working on. And we're talking to media companies to understand the key point is actually that they understand that the tool is open source because it has something like a, a, um, a professional feel or a partially professional feel by now and sometimes for a surprise it gets overlooked that it's up for grabs so you can do a lot of things with it you need to tell people that otherwise they don't see it and so it's that accessibility to information and uh, social media that needs to be included in the journalistic fields. So including that positive information you can find uh, that's not always credible, but it is uh, available to people. Can you comment on credibility and accessibility to all this new media information? Yeah, actually I would put it a bit different, okay. a bit. I understand what you mean. I'm here to learn. <laughs> no, that's not the point. Um, I think what journalists can contribute to this open source, open data movement is that they understand how media organizations work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not so easy from the outside to see why one story gets picked up and another one is not understood. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to have insiders from media organizations working with the open source, open data community. Okay, that's very interesting. Can you expand on that though? <laughs> yeah, the, the point is um, when we're talking to journalists, like looking at data-driven investigations, whatever it is, they could assume the role of a social scientist, which is fair enough, mm -hmm. uh, of a coder, mm -hmm. of a designer, of an IT person. Mm -hmm. But essentially what uh, is good journalism is trustable surprise. So mm -hmm. it's a connection that you don't easily make. Mm -hmm. There's a trustable backside that you know what is reported upon is true and relevant, but still it has a surprise to make you look at it because otherwise it gets buried in millions of other articles and that's a problem. And so hence seeing all these new uh, snowfall and uh, different ways of visualizing news, which can be one of the association with the trustworthy part. Exactly. Okay, and which, which surprise do you most prefer in a story? I think it's a visual surprise that needs less space than um, other forms of, of video of, of information that we have already seen. Mm -hmm. um, for example, if you take a picture just because you have nothing else, but the picture is unrelated to the event, it just fills up space. Mm -hmm. Or you do a video because you think a video might be better, and it just eats up more time of the user. 
Right. So instead of actually adding to the content, it kind of is your way of filling up space. Yeah, and I would prefer that, uh, for example, this wide area of data is understood better. And what I see here, like totally scraped, um, I think we're going to break up more silos in the future in this community. Like there is a website in a region or country for statistical data, but it's hard to use. <coughs> and I think two years on, we will see that it's much easier to use. And these are the projects that I'm recently seeing. And what is it called? Um, for example, the, our, we, one of the chapters from Journalism++ is working on, um, it's called Local Focus, and it's helping journalists to extract the data from, say, the nationalistic, uh, National uh, Statistics Office, and then just use the data that is relevant for their region. That's one approach. But I saw different approaches that are much like that, one from America that I was not aware of, that I only found out about here. Mm -hmm. uh, same principle, easy pull-out scraping uh, statistical sites, mm -hmm. but then making sense of it and preparing for journalistic reporting. So there's more infrastructure coming. The stage before actually putting out right. a story. Right. And is that done through tagging? Is that through a system yeah, that's I was universal? Asking, <laughs> yeah, I was asking one of the guys who did that for the German office, do they actually know about that? Sure they do, I scrape them every week. So I'm not that sure whether they really know. Okay, it. lots of information out there then. Yeah. Thank you very much for a short interview, um, and I hope to see you around. Okay, thank you very much. Have a good time. Yeah.